Hello, my little French fries. Welcome back to French fries or whatever episode five. Yeah, it's episode five, and I have to apologize because last week I didn't release any episode. I was writing my thesis, and I was very much into the chapter. I had to submit the chapter by Friday night. Actually, I did it on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think I cried like a lot of times. I just decided to drop everything and then to start writing again. And I don't know, it was just a very intense emotional journey. But I managed to finish my chapter. I'm very happy. Uh, I'm just like working on my thesis and going on with this and try to to finish it. We'll see in May if I'm like... If I will like finish my thesis or not, but this is not the topic of this episode because the topic of this episode actually it is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't talk about it before because I wanted to take some time and I did, and uh, I s- realized that this topic was really interesting and it could be very good for one episode like one day I was having lunch for my parents and I was talking about it with my dad and yeah it wasn't that he didn't agree with me it was just he didn't understand how that could be so important and so uh, I was explaining it to him like everything that I'm gonna talk about hopefully and yeah and while talking I was like yeah there is so much there is so much to say about it. So either I'm gonna write another thesis and I'm gonna like talk about this or I'm gonna make a podcast. And at the beginning, this whole podcast should have been just about this in like different way. But then I realized that maybe like I, I could also, you know, add some whatever here and there. And so here it is. But this is the episode. This is the episode in which we talk about suspense Olaf Olaf from Frozen the snowman isn't it amazing so basically my main argument is that Olaf should be everybody's spirit animal like he's just perfect he's like when you don't know what to do what to say how to behave just think what would Olaf do? And you have your answer, like, for real. And, like, now we're gonna see, first of all, why I love Frozen so much, and second of all, why I love Olaf so much, and why why I think he really is a character that speaks a lot. You know, even if, of course, Frozen is about Elsa and Anna, and we all agree with that, but Olaf is, like, a very remarkable character, and the way he developed from the first to the second movie is like also very interesting to see. Uh, just a quick reminder, Frozen, the first movie uh, was released in 2013, the second one in 2019. In the meantime, we have something like three or four short movies. And after Frozen 2, um, they released uh, Into the Unknown, The Making of, which is a series in six episodes, I think on Disney Plus that talks about uh, the making of Frozen 2. It's a very, very nice series. Like, if you like Frozen or if you like animation movies in general, it's amazing because it takes you, like, in the behind the scenes. So you have the writers, the animators, uh, you have actually the 
the actors, you have the directors of the movie, everybody that worked behind that, uh, producer, etc. And it's very interesting to, to see how the whole movie um, was done. But this is to tell you, I think you will, you had understood, you have understood that I love Frozen. Why do I love Frozen? I don't know. I think I love the songs. And no, I'm kidding. And I love also like the plot. I don't know. I think it really speaks to me. Uh, I love in general animation movies, but Frozen kind of it has a special place in my heart. And I think if I have to summarize the reason why in a very very quick and superficial way it's because frozen talks about identity frozen talks about searching for identity like when you feel you're in the wrong place or maybe you're in the right place but you feel wrong there's something that it's disconnected and you need to go and search for it and even though uh like around you you have people you love which is like clearer in the second movie because in the first movie Elsa just goes for her journey and uh, at the palace she does not have uh, a circle of support she does not have a loving family because her parents are dead she, don't, she doesn't spoke to speak to her sister etc 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 so the first movie is about like going and search for who you are the second movie is about maybe you are in a place and there are full of people that loves you there and there are full of people that support you, and uh, it, everything is fine, but still, there is that little voice that you hear, you know, that could be the voice in your head, but in case of Elsa, it's a voice she hears, a real voice from this auto Holland. but anyway, you know, there is that voice that tells you there is something that you still need to search for. There is something that is waiting for you and you don't know what it is, but you you feel you need to go and search for it. Even though where you are, people love you. So it's not a matter of being loved and not being loved enough. It's a matter of who you are. Stay true to yourself and like understand that if you're searching for something and you're, you're not finding it, then you need to go and search. And like you just have the right to go and do what you feel. Basically, this is uh, what Frozen is about to me. And that's, I think, the reason why I need to watch it at least one every one, two months, something like that. Uh, Frozen is the basically only movie that I always have on my laptop. Like all the movies I watch, then I put them like on my hard drive. But Frozen is the only one I always have on my laptop. If I'm on a plane, on a boat, on a bus or whatever, and I have a long trip to do, and I don't know, I forgot to download some movies or some music or whatever, I know that I have Frozen. Like that's just my... I don't know, my my life saver, Frozen. And uh, so so basically, yeah, I think Frozen is about identity. Of course, it's about relationship. It's about taking care of a relationship, accepting the other people f- for who they are. Um, and there is this, that all whole part, but this episode is not going to be an analysis about Frozen. It could have been. I could do it. But it's not it's it's not this episode because here I want to talk about Olaf and why Olaf is like is such a interesting deep I would like to say complex but he's not complex he's actually the proof that you don't need to be complex in order to be 
to be insightful in order to be to have a kind of deep um deep kind of self-awareness you don't need to be complex and the fact that you're not complex doesn't mean that you're like simple or naive it means that you're clear you're like honest to who you are and once like you're honest to who you are you can go and search and understand and find other answers to the questions you're asking to yourself so yeah I think that is one of the first reasons why I love Olaf because he's not complex because nowadays everybody you know needs to be kind of complex or they need to be super I don't know like people just love to say oh yes but I'm complicated no not really there's nothing cool in being complicated as there's nothing cool in being simple like you're complicated good for you maybe I don't want to be complicated maybe I just you know want to be as I am and that's the the beautiful thing about Olaf Olaf is like just Olaf he shows who he is in every moment of the movie whether he's happy he's trying to understand how he feels he's trying to control the situation he's singing whatever he's doing he is Olaf always there's never a moment where he's faking something else when he's hiding his own identity He's always Olaf. So this is, I think, the the first reason why. But let's go on. So I tried, I rewatched the two movies and I have some notes about something that I noticed and that uh, I'm gonna go through. Uh, So yeah, let's just start like like this. Like, be like, oh, something I I want to go through and uh, blah, 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 blah. No, let's just start right away. Olaf is a snowman that loves summer. Like, he's, like, actually introduced like this. He's a snowman that Elsa did, so he's a magic snowman, of course, and he loves summer, which is something very contradictory if, like, us as, like, rational beings, we would think about it. It's uh, just, it cannot be. It cannot uh, happen that a snowman loves summer because a snowman in summer just melts. And this theme of melting is kind of recurring or in general will come back in the movie and what melting means uh but so yeah he he's this snowman that loves summer and to me when i think about it it recalls me so much to you know all those people that says that something or someone and or a specific thing is against nature you know so uh, a snowman that loves summer is against nature well, spoiler is not is it's not actually against nature because it's magical. So there is no really like a connection between magic and nature. Like magic does not ask nature if it's it can be possible or not. Magic is just magic. And actually I think that we know very little about what nature it is because I bet there is no one in this moment that is listening to this podcast. Maybe yes. I shouldn't be like so assertive but anyway like a few people are like experts on nature and can really say what's against nature which I don't think there's anything against nature because us as people we are nature so like we're animals which is part of like nature so there's nothing against nature because if it can be done then it is okay 
So, but yeah, all of his magic is made of magic, is made out of magic. He's magical. So he doesn't really care about what's nature, what what he should and what he shouldn't do. Because like magic is just so cool. And magic is cool because you don't have to ask yourself if it's possible or if it is impossible. And uh, the fact that he doesn't ask that, he doesn't think nobody like look at Olaf and they're like, oh yeah, but that's not possible. Well, thank you. It's an animation movie. It's Olaf. Maybe you're not gonna walk around and find Olaf talking to you, but maybe you should actually look at Olaf how he's presenting on the screen at this moment, right? But this is still not the point. I, I'm just going for path I shouldn't go for. But let's keep on Olaf. So he is made of magic. And the question when there is something like that, it's like, is it possible or is it impossible? And when you ask if something is possible or impossible, to me, it's like, I'm not asking to like the earth and gravity is according to those laws, like to the, the, the thing is possible or impossible. But I'm asking like, use the imagination. Animation movies are so cool. Because they just tell you, I don't care about your IQ. I don't care about who you are. Use your imagination. And imagination is real. I can feel it. I feel that Olaf is teaching me so much. I feel Olaf so much in myself. Like in a lot of things. Olaf actually allowed me to do a lot of things. Through that famous question, what would Olaf do? And so... Imagination is the real tool we should use when you we look at animation movies and be like, but in general, every movie. But animation movies, even more, what is it possible? It's just, what can you imagine? And if you can't imagine it, just try harder, imagining even more and try to find a solution into, not even a solution, try to find an image or something into this kind of mental creative exercise and this is Olaf this is Olaf it's just like how far can you go and there is not like a limit just go on it and so you will find a snowman the love summer and you have to figure out how to keep him like alive and like give him summer because that's what he wants he wants summer and so he has the right to, to live in summer. But how will you do that? And that's the cool thing about imagination and magic. You can make it happen. And and that's the first thing about Olaf. The second thing about Olaf that I love and uh, that I think it speaks... Maybe I'm like overanalyzing... But we'll we'll see, you will tell me, you will judge if I'm like overanalyzing or not. The second thing is that Olaf's body is movable. It's like rearrangeable. So he's made of, he has like the head, like the the core, let's say, and then the the last uh, bigger uh, snowball. And then he, he, does he have feet? No, he doesn't. But he has then the two sticks for arms. He has three hairs, um, eyes, nose, uh, and it's it. 
Oh, he also have the buttons on like yeah, he his body very cool, very cute actually. So anyway, all of is made of these elements, and like during the the movies, both the first one and the second one, you know, he rearranged. So like sometimes, for instance, when he's running away from like the snow monster that Elsa created, like he's losing all his parts, and then he's rearranging it in a very weird way and very funny, and kids laugh a lot. And so this is all of, you know, always kind of breaking apart and uh, reassembling itself in, like, unexpected ways. And I think this is very, like, it connects a lot for, like, when we talked about failure and losing, etc. You know, you're, you're kind of failing into keep yourself together. But at the same time, the thing is, if you're breaking apart and, you know, there's this saying we're saying like I'm in pieces I feel you know disconnected like I'm in multiple pieces and I cannot find the right way to fit to fit them together maybe imagine another way you know maybe we're in like in a moment of crisis and we feel we are so like weird about ourselves then maybe just be weird about yourself for a while and then something else will happen and you will feel another way so that's Olaf, you know, he does it physically. He physically breaks apart and rearranges in weird ways. But I think, like, that's a very nice thing to take and to be like, I can also break apart and rearrange in weird way that I didn't expect, but that still makes sense. And they're funny and they're, uh, and they're just cute and honest and nice and you don't need to like ask more questions about it because it's just imagination so just imagine you can do it and you do it that's basically one of the biggest lessons that um stories and fairy tales and all these kind of narrations can teach us thank you for coming to my TED talk so anyway you know uh continuously so on all of as you know naive honest, pure, you know, he speaks his mind, Olaf is Olaf, um, it's very clear who he is, but something that then happens mostly during the second movie, it's the way in which Olaf leaves his feelings, uh, because yes, he is a snowman, but he has feelings, he has this very deep actual sensitivity in which he has to try to to understand what's happening it's not very easy to him to understand what's happening but at the same time he leaves his feelings in his emotions in such an honest way that is like maybe he doesn't understand but they're still there and they're still open and offered to the other characters and to us as viewers and uh, that that's very important because Olaf is saying leave what you're feeling and there is this thing that he says, like, in the last part of the first movie, uh, when he's trying to save Anna, uh, which uh, she's left in the room by Prince Hans, and Olaf is trying to um, to keep her warm, and he's by the fire, uh, like, by the fireplace, and he's melting, and Anna's like, you're melting. And Olaf replies, some people are, are worth melting for. And you know, and this comes back to what how Olaf presented himself. He will he loves summer and there is this contradiction to the fact that a snowman cannot love summer because he's gonna melt and then after 
a whole movie all of this saying yeah but some people are worth melting for so what is the real warmth you know is it summer is it feelings but in the end it is worth it so that's why frozen it's also a movie about like relationships and how do you live relationship and what does melting means is it melting like losing yourself losing your own identity i don't think so melting is melting is that i think melting is recognize that a certain situation in order to help someone you have to step back you have to protect them and you can protect them just stepping back just not being there sometimes or being there in a way that it's not what you expected but still sometimes it, it's worth it to melt for for people you love and uh, i don't know i just think that moment it's so emotional to me it's so sweet and honest and that's why i say we should learn from all of so much more because he's saying you can live your emotions you can live your emotions and be true to yourself and then something will happen maybe you will melt maybe not maybe not maybe you will melt and then you will rearrange in a new way and you know, and this dynamic happening in Olaf, and we're, you know, and there are people saying, oh, he's just the funny snowman, he's not just the funny snowman, he is the funny snowman, and as such, we should celebrate him, I said, like, celebrating this very grandiose, is it, is it grand, grandeur, I don't know what's the adjective from grandeur. Any anyway, like in this like great way, and yeah, because because all of his he is the snowman. But let's move on to the second movie because you know in the first one we have all of trying to understand his own identity as a snowman that loves summer, but in the second one, Olaf is dealing with the fact that things. Like, nothing is permanent. Things will always change. And uh, relating to that, that we age, we get older. And how do you do with, do, do you deal with that? What does it mean to, to get older? And so at the beginning, you know, you, you understand that Olaf has this idea of getting older as, like, getting wiser. Like, now I you don't understand everything, but when you will get older, then everything will make sense. Everything will like just uh, find its own place, and all the answers, all the like, yeah, all the questions you're asking, all the answers you're seeking for, they will be there. You will know everything. Everything will be fine. And he has this, you know, deep faith in that. That of course, it. It shows us how even though he has faith in this, it's a kind of blind faith and he's not sure that things will will actually work out and he will be wiser and everything. But he he chooses to believe that because dealing with like big questions is so difficult and it's like so many answers I want and so little I know, uh, and yeah, so Olaf in the second movie deals with the, with the fact that he's growing, basically, and I think there, there are a few things 
that we can notice this from. First of all, he asks a lot of questions, like a lot, to Anna, to other people, and uh, always related to aging, to what it means uh, to, to grow older, to what it means to actually um, like become responsible and having responsibilities and, you know, be in control or not to be in control. And uh, so all these kind of questions, big questions that we all have, because honestly, I think we always have this thing. Yeah, when I will be older, I will know how to do it and in the end the thing is that we never know how to do it we just do things and in some time sometimes they they work out sometimes they don't but still like that's not the the main reason why we do things the main reason why we do things is because we feel them we feel it's it's okay and we feel i don't know just let's try this and let's see how it figures out and this is what Olaf is doing during the second movie he does things and he tries to figure out what happens and he keeps asking questions and uh, he like he has these lines that tells us a lot like when right before they're uh entering no right after they entered the um, the enchanted forest he says to Anna, I think, he says, like, did you know an enchanted forest is a place of transformations? But I don't know what it, what that means. So he has this thing, like, we're in a magical place. We're going to transform into something. But I have no clue on what, like, transform into something means. And I feel like I have this feeling every time I'm starting something new. Like, before I started the thesis, my god, I'm so like boring, I always talk about it. But before I starting it and still now I'm like, how will I be when I finish it? How like how will the thesis change me? How like you know will I will look back to myself and I will see the difference. But I think in every moment in our lives we can look back and see how we changed. But when we start something new, we wonder how we will be, you know, once we will finish the the thing or what once we will be, you know, kind of deep in the process and everything. This is something this is something actually I think about quite often. I always like wonder, oh, how will I be like, you know, now I know that uh I don't know, I, I have the thesis and I'm like, oh, like in May, in June I will look like this, like that. And then I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And then after doing that, even if it's scary, I will feel maybe like this, like that. And I try to, to imagine, to dream, because basically this is dreaming. Like I always dream I will gain some kind of amazing knowledge and I will be wise and amazing and uh, uh, insightful and aware of myself. I, I'm, I'm never aware of myself. I'm just like, I think like I'm just floating in the universe, trying to keep things like going and this is what all of is doing is like just floating in the universe trying to keep things together trying to control what he can control and this is also another thing he does like he tries to control what he can like while recognizing things are out of control and he does it like mainly well of course trying to discover why he is there and etc etc but also with naming like he names a lot 
uh, the, I think the the clearest moment is when he enters the forest and he calls like the the fire spirit. Um, he calls it Samantha, and then there is the wind spirit and he calls it Gale, and uh, and there is this thing of his giving names to things he doesn't understand in order to to control them more more than control them to feel like he knows them a bit better and when you think you know things just a bit better just you know you give a name and that's already one step in the process of understanding what's happening and he just does that all the time he just tries to 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 go through this discovery with questions with uh, naming with uh with believing in things and one of the main theories let's say he believes in uh frozen 2 is that water has memory like he starts with this with this like idea of water has memory and then he, the, this um this idea keeps of course coming back during the whole movie um about the fact that water remembers everything so um at the beginning it's not very clear what it means by that you know there is um it's very vague it's clear how like i don't know it's a clear sentence but it's not clear how it works the water has memory and of course by the end of the movie you realize that snow is made out of water and a lot of things are made out of water actually if we think about it we are made i think 70 percent of ourselves is like made out of water and so this 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 topic comes back and he truly believes in that even if he doesn't understand that but uh it, it comes back and he's like yes this thing refers my theory that uh water has memory and it's a theory he doesn't really say where it came from or how like he found it but i think it's just like he felt it and Olaf feels a lot during the whole the the second movie um, especially, of course, I think the main feeling, the main emotion he's, um, he's discovering is anger, uh, anger towards Elsa, because Elsa just went on the journey by herself and left, uh, Olaf and Anna behind, and he feels like she went on and she didn't even say goodbye, and I feel angry, and in that moment we realized that how can Olaf be angry? You know, Olaf it's the naive, uh, funny snowman. But now he is angry. He is discovering himself. His jokes are hard jokes because they're funny, but they're funny because they're it's Olaf. To me, it happens a lot of times that I'm saying something and either I think I, I'm funny and other people don't think I'm funny or other people think I'm like not, like either I'm serious and I'm not serious or they think I'm not serious and I'm serious like it happens all the time that like just this kind of disconnections between me and reality and this is all of like what he's doing trying to do is like he is funny of course because he's a funny character and kids love him and I love him um but he's also going through this emotional journey of understanding who he is and anger is one of the main emotions also kids have to deal with and it's very difficult to deal with because there are people 
hello, it's me. Or in general, like everybody, I think, you know, we all have kind of anger issues. That's a very common thing, not all of us, but it's very common to have anger issues because nobody teaches us how to deal with anger, which is such a crazy emotion because you're angry and you feel like either you feel like you hate everybody or you feel like you shouldn't be angry because there should always be kind of a peaceful way to deal with things. But that's not true. That's not true that that's always a peaceful way. Sometimes you just have to let, to live that emotion and uh, then to discover what's, what's after that, what, what transforms me, transforms you. Emotions are like the enchanted forest. They, they change us and we can change only if we actually go through the whole journey. Emotion can change us if we really feel them, if we give space to them. And this is what Olaf's does during the whole movie. And during both of the movies, Olaf goes through emotions in such an honest way. We should just te- like learn from that. We should look at it and be like, I want to be like Olaf. I want to have that attitude to- towards life because that attitude is not stupid. That attitude is open to things, to live everything as if it was the first time you you actually see it and to let things inside us, to let them like touching up parts of ourselves and see what kind of weird music com- comes out of it. And this is, I think, one of the main reasons why I love Olaf, because he's so... It's not that he's in touch with himself. He just says, oh, this is happening to me. This is happening to me. What is it? Do I recognize it? Yes, cool. But maybe I don't recognize it. What does it happen? And it just goes through the whole journey. And in Frozen 2, it's a journey that then leads him to death, because... Oh my god, that scene. I cried so much. I'm I'm sorry I gave this spoiler, but I cried so much. And then there is this sentence he says while dying. He says to Anna, I just thought of one thing that's permanent. Love. It's so simple. Maybe it is, you know, romantic or whatever. But a snowman dying and he says... You know, nothing maybe is permanent, but one thing is, and it is love, like true love, the one we feel. Yeah, and it does. It just becomes thousands of millions of snowflakes. Oh my god, that's so sad. I have like the image of Olaf dying in my in my like head now. But still, it's a very, I think it's a very sweet and emotional and uh, touching moment and touching scene. And the thing, sometimes it drives me crazy, is that people do not take that seriously. People watch Frozen like they watch, I don't know, uh, I don't even want to name another, you know, animation movies or cartoon because I, I'm sure everything has their right to be. But they, they watch Frozen like they watch something very basic for kids. It is not basic at all, people. The death of Olaf, it's a clue scene. 
in the frozen movies as in general in the in like animation movies because they're showing the death of a character just remember the frozen is a movie that is watched a lot by kids because of course it's an animation movie and people think they're just for kids but they're not but still a lot of kids watch it and they're seeing the death of a character like a character that dies saying love is permanent and that he dies in a very sweet way without drama like Anna just hugs him and he slowly flies away and if you don't understand that that scene has a whole journey in it like if you don't understand that you have to watch two movies in order to get there and to feel it if you watch the scenes the scene out of nothing of out of the blue of course it will not make sense but if you engage with the movie in an honest way as all of would do then you get there and you're like wow wow and then of course it comes back uh, <laughs> uh at the end of the second movie you know confirming the theory that water has memory Elsa just, uh, of course, makes him come back because the story had an happy ending. And um, and Elsa says, hey, Anna, do you want to build a snowman? And Olaf is back and he's smiling and he's cute and he doesn't say, hey, like, what the hell did you do, Elsa? Like, you let me die. Like, you think that was cool? No, he doesn't say anything like that. He's smiling because... He's back with the people he loves. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, honestly, that Olaf has so much as a character, as what he says, has, like, how he behaves. I think the creators, like, we should just thank them that they created a character like that and that we can relate. And that, surprise, surprise, is a snowman. He shouldn't even have gender. I use the pronoun he because uh, of the of the voice of Olaf, which is made by an actor. But actually, his snowman does shouldn't have gender. Don't think he has sex, like a, a biological sex. Sex. Um, he does not have an, like any ethnicity or whatever we want to, you know whatever label we want to put on him we maybe we can just put the label of snowman and that's everything you need to know i also want the label snowman for myself but no because all of this is snowman i have to find out who i am and see that's what all of would do it would ask questions and ask like trying to understand what does it mean to find out who you are Oh my god, I'm gonna ask this question to everybody. Like, how do you find out who you are? Can you imagine just ask this question to people randomly on the street? We could, like, learn so many things from that. I think this this could be, like, actually a very nice topic for our next podcast. Like, I just go around recording people and then I edit all together and we're gonna have a podcast just about people saying what you have to do in order to find out who you are. So much creativity in myself. <laughs> anyway... Uh, people, I think we are closing with this, with Olaf. I will just, you know, uh, I, I 
just offer to you this kind of weird, very weird way to go through the character. It's not an analysis, it's not a review, it's just uh, how Olaf is, why Olaf is really important for me, for my life, uh, for myself as a person. And uh, I hope this was interesting for you. I don't really understand, like, if my podcast should, uh, should be, like, interesting or... Uh, I don't know, insightful or funny or how it should be. Like, I really don't know. Um, a lot of people should, like, probably would tell me, what's your target audience? What's your style? What's your whatever? I don't know. I mean, I talked about failure. I'm talking about all of, and I still think it really connects with each other. So, my audience are French fries. Yes. I think I will, like, reply with this. Like, what's your target audience? French fries. Do you identify as a French fries? <gasps> French fries can be, like, a new... Not label. Like, a new way to identify. A new identity. A new gender identity. No, identity in general, not just gender. How do you identify as a French fry? Oh my gosh. So in order to understand this, maybe you should listen to French Fry Manifesto, which is the basic episode, like, the basis of everything that, of course, came, like, at episode 3, but still, or 4. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, that episode. Um, so, yes, just identify some French fries. And, as Olaf, and watch Frozen 1, 2, the shirts, and the making of. Watch the making of, because it's just amazing and beautiful okay french fries i think it's all for now uh thank you very much for staying with me through this very weird journey i'm very happy we're going on with this i think probably i will talk about frozen again maybe about other characters or about something in particular that i like um because i think frozen has a very special place in my life uh, I will continue writing my thesis if you're wondering about it. I think one like one episode will be about it for sure. Like we have to. Before or after like the actual submission of the thesis? I think before. Yeah, what is this thing that you cannot say? Like you cannot really talk about what you're researching on or those stuff. I mean, I'm not I'm not a scholar. I'm not like one of those academic professors. So yeah, I will do that. Maybe not next episode. Maybe yes. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode of French Phrase or whatever. And jingle. <laughs>